Hello and welcome Hive Mind. This is Dr. Amy Pike and Dr. Amy Learn, the Amy's, and you're listening to the Behavior Buzz Podcast, a veterinary behavior podcast that aims to bring cutting edge scientific information and education to pet parents, behavior professionals, and the veterinary community. And today we're talking about, oh, crud, I forgot what we're talking about. All right. Cognitive dysfunction. So join us now to set the record straight on the hottest and most controversial topics. I'm your co-host, Dr. Amy Pike, a board-certified veterinary behaviorist, here with the classiest, the sassiest, the other Dr. Amy. Who am I? I don't know. I don't know. I'm classy and sassy? Oh. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) And I'm Dr. Amy Learn, also a board-certified veterinary behaviorist and co-owner of the Animal Behavior Wellness Center with the lovely Dr. Pike here in Virginia. We're coming to you live from the PRN Pharmacal Studios with our executive producer, Taryn Blaze. Thank you, Amy's. On today's episode of The Behavior Buzz, we will be talking about how the Amy's have lost their marbles. And let's be honest, it wasn't hard. There weren't too many marbles there to begin with. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey now. <laughs> but before we get started, though, Amy's, what is getting you buzzed during today's episode? <laughs> well, I decided to drink a very appropriately named uh, cocktail called a Mind Eraser. Mm. Uh, it's coffee liqueur, vodka, and Perrier, and I am drinking it in my brand new cup that one of our residents gave me for my birthday and says, it's my bee day on it. Yeah, <laughs> With a little bee. <laughs> Delicious. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking an old-fashioned, perfect to discuss aging in pets. You can find all of our signature cocktail and mocktail recipes on our website, BehaviorBuzz.com. That's BehaviorBuzz with six Z's because we're puzzling. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So cheesy. All right, BehaviorBuzz fans. What is all the buzz about today? Taryn, let's get us started. Are we talking about cognitive dysfunction? Bring us some questions so we can give you some answers. If we can remember. (laughs) All right, let's go. What is cognition? What are we really talking about today? Mm, Good question. Cognition is thinking, but it includes processes like logic, problem solving, grasping concepts, imitation, theory of mind. And that is where somebody knows that somebody else is thinking or has beliefs and desires and intentions. Amazingly, dogs can do those things. Early philosophers didn't really think that animals could experience pain or emotions. But we know that's not true. And just as we have evolved in our understanding that animals can feel pain, we also are starting to understand that they feel emotions and that they think about things. We see dogs learning through imitation, demonstrating an ability to read and count, and performing cognitive tasks like object, shape, and color discrimination. So cool. What happens with cognitive dysfunction? Isn't this just part of getting old? No, it's not a normal part of aging. It really is um, very similar to humans with dementia and Alzheimer's. 
The thing about a cognitive dysfunction is it's a diagnosis of exclusion. So we have to rule out anything else that could be happening either medically or behaviorally. Um, And then we sort of get backed into this corner of, you know, most likely this is what's going on. It is a progressive neurodegenerative disease. Again, very, very similar, especially in dogs to human Alzheimer's. And about a third of all dogs have one sign of cognitive dysfunction by the age of 11 or 12. And two thirds have up to two signs, two signs or more rather, um, by age 15 or 16. And in one study, they showed that 70% of older dogs were affected in one way with cognitive dysfunction. And that number potentially was up to 85% with undiagnosed cases. Um, What we're dealing with with cognitive dysfunction is compromised blood flow, chronic inflammation, oxidative damage, and inefficient free radical scavenging. Those are all very, very big words, but basically it means that things are going haywire in the brain. Across species, all of these processes cause plaques of beta amyloid protein to surround neurons and ultimately results in neuronal dysfunction and death. Hmm. Well, um, are there any other changes that happen to older dogs that might be confused with cognitive dysfunction? Tons. And that's why it's really important to do a thorough medical workup and laboratory procedures as needed to kind of figure out what we're really dealing with. The three main sensory changes that I look at for older dogs include vision, hearing, and smelling, because those are the senses that they rely on most to gather information about the world around them. When we consider vision changes in aging pets, the common changes include cataracts, which has an increased prevalence in dogs that are seven years or older, lenticular sclerosis, which is another change of the lens of the eye, nearsightedness, and slower light-dark adaptation. They have changes going from bright to dark or dark rooms to outside, and that can cause visual deficits as well. Then when we talk about hearing, we know that humans have age-related hearing loss. (laughs) I just bought a fancy stethoscope to amplify sounds. We won't go into those details. I love it. We're so old. (laughs) (laughs) But dogs do too. So a normal human range of hearing is 64 to 23,000 hertz. Dogs are similar at 67, but they go up to 45,000 hertz. And as we get older, our higher frequency hearing fades first. So dogs that are 12 or older need to have sounds that are louder to hear them better. So we have to think about that. You you can yell to your pet <laughs> to have them hear you, but not at them. We want to yell, yell to nicely. them, not at them. <laughs> then when we talk about smelling, smelling is passive. Dogs just smell odors that are near them as they wander through life. And they can habituate to smells depending on the length of the presence in the air. That's We do that too. That's why Fancy Febreze has the dual like change this odor, then there's this odor, then there's this odor, because we habituate to those smells. They're not fresh anymore. But sniffing is active. It requires more thinking. Aging leads to changes in the nasal mucosa, the tissue that lines the nose, and the olfactory bulb, the part of your brain that assesses smell. And so some dogs do not smell as well as they age. (laughs) And we know that 
smells are associated with episodic memory. Smells can stimulate memories. And so if you're not smelling well, you may have some memory dysfunction as well. Yeah, one of the things that I see with this too is dogs uh, get older, dogs and cats, is their appetite goes down because smell is very keenly related to appetite in our animals. Mm-hmm. Mm. It is. Uh, so what other senior changes exacerbate CDS? In one study, they found that cognitive status of the dogs had a strong positive correlation with both the musculoskeletal neurological factor and the overall health score, which means that as one increases or gets worse, so does the other factor. So the more severe the cognitive decline, the more likely that there was musculoskeletal or neurologic disease as well. And there's epidemiologic evidence in humans that increased frailty is actually related to greater cognitive impairment potentially due to inflammation and changes in hormonal, vascular, and intracellular systems. Inflammation is not a made-up word. I swear I said it right. It's the upregulation of inflammation that occurs with increasing age that is termed inflammation. Frailty indices have been developed for use in dogs, but we need some more research on the inflammation processes and their relationship with cognitive impairment. How do you know if your pet is experiencing cognitive decline? So that's a great question, Taryn, because this is something that potentially owners can even do at home. Um, There are two scales that we can use to categorize what changes have happened over the life of that pet. And we'll put those resources in our resource page. One of them is the DISHES scale that is uh, put out by Purina, and the other is the CADE scale. But the other thing that's important to recognize, just like Dr. Pike said earlier, is that this really is a diagnosis of exclusion. We want to make sure that each of these pets has a comprehensive physical examination to rule out any systemic problems. And that can be followed up with whatever diagnostics are warranted, blood work, urinary tests, ultrasounds, radiographs. Sometimes we can even use an MRI because there are physical changes in the brain, but that's an awfully expensive test to have everybody do just to rule out cognitive dysfunction. All right, we are going to take a quick break with a word from our sponsors. PRN stands for pro re nada, a Latin phrase meaning as the circumstance arises. Since 1978, the veterinary community has trusted PRN Pharmacal to be here when needed, with industry-leading research and innovative products designed to improve animal health and quality of life. PRN Pharmacal is a proud sponsor of the Behavior Buzz podcast and is committed to the physical and emotional health of animals everywhere. PRN Pharmacal, here when you need us. All right, let's get back down to business, shall we? Sounds good. Can you prevent cognitive decline? Is there a cure? Mm, I wish. Unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be any sort of preventative measures that we can take, and there is currently no cure either. We use meds and supplements to help support the neurons, help with those uh, symptoms like anxiety and all the other uh, symptoms that you can find on the DISHA scale, and hopefully slow the progression of the disorder But again, it is a neurodegenerative progressive disorder that we are going to have to deal with for the rest of that pet's life. Besides medication, what other treatment options are there? 
So we can make some environmental changes to help them and allow the declining pet to engage in species typical behaviors. We also wanna make sure that this is something that they do safely without pain or discomfort. So we have to kind of titrate that to what their abilities are. And part of the plan should also be to keep the pet and the family safe if any changes in behavior include aggression. Um, and then remove the reinforcers of those undesirable behaviors. So some of these things could be uh, instituting a predictable routine so that we can ease their anxiety. If everybody's on the same page and you know what to expect, then that makes it less stressful overall. We can use things like ramps or steps along with non-skid surfaces. Also remember that these achy older pets have sore joints and we want to use soft beds. That way they can get around the house easily without skidding and they have a nice place to rest and be separated from all the chaos that can sometimes happen in a busy family household. While they're resting, we don't want to disturb them. They are sleeping, they may not hear you, they might startle more easily, or they might lash out because they didn't know that somebody was just about to attack them when they were resting. They could also be painful, which is stressful. Nightlights and baby gates might also be helpful. Nightlights can provide some light when it's darker during the night and they can't see as well. And baby gates can keep them from falling down the stairs or getting into a family situation where they might not feel comfortable. Some pets that have trouble getting outside to eliminate may even be able to learn to use an indoor potty space reliably. That way, if they are having accidents in the house, at least you know where to find it and can easily clean it up instead of wandering into it later on. <laughs> great ideas. What if I don't like medications? That is a great question and one that we get almost every single day, don't we? Um, so there are a lot of supplements and um, dietary changes that we can make for a pet experiencing cognitive decline. And these supplements and diets do have actual research behind them. So these are not just something that you know, we are picking out willy-nilly or, you know, telling you to go use coconut oil or something like that. But there are supplements that contain um, antioxidants and um, products like resveratrol, which is found in red wine, which is, you know, supposed to be neuroprotective in uh, small amounts. <laughs> and then as far as dietary changes are concerned, we've got Purina's uh, prescription NeuroCare diet, which has been approved for use for dogs with epilepsy, as well as cognitive dysfunction. And Hills has their BD, which is the brain diet um, that has been used for um, many years now for uh, cognitive decline. Is there anything else I should consider, like training? Oh, Taryn, don't you know that you can't teach an old dog new tricks? <laughs> huh? But that's not necessarily true. While they may not learn as easily, training can be a big part of helping slow down the progress of cognitive decline. There was one recent study on enrichment and brain aging, and the participants were divided into four groups. One group was a regular dog food and no enrichment. The second group was a regular dog food with an enriched environment. The third group was a special fortified food with anti-aging complex, but no enrichment. Fourth was a special food and enrichment. So after one year, these dogs were tested with two special cognitive learning tests, and the dogs in group four, the one with a special diet and enrichment, scored best. That doesn't seem like it would be a surprise, but that means that supporting your dog's brain with mental stimulation 
exploration, and encouraging them to use their senses to solve problems keeps them younger longer. Then, if that wasn't cool enough, there was actually a second study, a more recent study, that used weekly training classes to slow down some cognitive changes. So this class consisted of four weekly 50-minute sessions, and they were small classes, two to six dogs. During the classes, the owners were educated on some aging changes in senior dogs, what cognitive dysfunction was looked like or how to categorize that, uh, different types of veterinary care that were special for senior dogs, the fundamentals of positive reinforcement-based training, environmental enrichment, keeping a stable routine, and how to address some of those nighttime waking and house soiling dilemmas. The training included simple positive reinforcement-based training of new cues like a hand target or eye contact or a chin rest, as well as interactions with different enrichment items like interactive food toys. Following each of those sessions, the owner was able to review their homework sheet and remember all of the things that they were taught and practice those things in between lessons. So what they found in the study is that dogs in the class group did not have a significant progression of their signs of cognitive dysfunction, whereas dogs in the non-class group did have a negative progression or more signs of cognitive dysfunction. This means that positive changes can help long-term outcomes when you are involved in a senior dog class. Very cool. Yeah. This is one of the reasons that ABWC is going to be developing a senior dog class. True story. What about cats? Is this a dog-specific issue? No, gosh, it's a it's across the board in humans, dogs, cats, probably other animals that I am not familiar with. But cats even show a similar percentage of impairment at the same ages that dogs do, despite our cats often living much longer. So about a third of them are still going to show one sign at age 11 or 12, and two thirds are going to show two or more signs around 15 or 16. Now with cats, I will say one of the most common signs that we see is vocalization and nighttime waking. So they're, you know, wandering around the house aimlessly and meowing, keeping their owners uh, up all night, which is really upsetting for the owners. But unfortunately, a lot of the supplements and diets are labeled for dogs only. Um, There is one called Activate for Cats that's found in some other countries, but we currently cannot get it here in the U.S., Is there a difference between CCD and CDS? No. No. (laughs) So CDS is cognitive dysfunction syndrome and CCD is canine cognitive dysfunction. And then FCD is feline cognitive dysfunction. Mm, Makes sense. So we end every show with our buzzkill segment in which we allow our guest to bring up some very special stories, controversies, or the weirdest thing a client or patient ever did or said, then the hive mind will vote. Is it buzzworthy? Winning. Or a buzz kill. (laughs) Doctors? 
So one cool thing that I see with my patients, like I said, I will evaluate them at their assessment using one of our scales and then reassess them at each subsequent visit. I often see them improve with therapy. Some can get worse over time. It just depends on how severely affected they are and what we're doing to actively slow down that progression. When I do see them suddenly regress, one of the most common things that I will find is pain. Their pain is uncontrolled. So that kind of just shows us how intimately our systemic illnesses and our brain are intertwined. Yeah. And similarly in humans, because my grandmother unfortunately passed away from Alzheimer's, if they have a sudden uh, regression or progression of their cognitive decline, most often it's a urinary tract infection that is the root cause. Fascinating. Yep. All right. Well, here at the Behavior Buzz, we know you're all busy bees who live and die by the science like we do. So we will put all the references from today's show on the website. So buzz on over to the Honey Pot page to find those. We just want to say a big thank you to the sponsor for today's episode, Purina ProPlan Veterinary Diets. Purina ProPlan Veterinary Diets NeuroCare is formulated with a unique blend of nutrients and medium-chain triglyceride vegetable oil to help nutritionally manage dogs with cognitive dysfunction syndrome. It also has added antioxidant vitamins E and C to support a healthy immune system, including a high level of vitamin E to help reduce oxidative stress. Cognitive dysfunction syndrome is an age-related disorder characterized by gradual cognitive decline. Clinical signs include disorientation, house soiling, anxiety, and changes in sleep cycles, activities, or interactions with others. Be sure to talk to your veterinarian if you have any concerns about your dog's health or CVS. And an even bigger thank you to our hive mind. Without listeners like you, we would have nothing to buzz on about, so grab a drink or a mocktail, and join us next time for cocktails and conversations. And don't forget to email us your questions for the Amy's to answer on future episodes. Follow Behavior Buzz on Facebook. You know how to spell it. And on Instagram at Behavior Buzz. And on our website, BehaviorBuzz.com. Be positive. Be informed. Now buzz off. Thank you to our sponsor, Milena Martini Incorporated, founder of the Separation Anxiety Certification Program for Dog Professionals and creator of the Mission Possible online course for guardians. Milena and her team of certified separation anxiety trainers work remotely with clients whose dogs are suffering from separation anxiety. Whether you are a dog owner or a dog professional, find the perfect resources to start your separation anxiety journey at MilenaDiMartini.com. Thank you to our premium sponsor, PRN Pharmacal, the makers of Reconcile. Reconcile is an FDA-approved drug for the treatment of canine separation anxiety in conjunction with a behavior modification plan. PRN Pharmacal is committed to meeting the evolving needs of modern veterinary medicine and dedicated to developing products to strengthen the bond between pets and their people. This episode is made possible by our premium sponsor, Nestle Purina ProPlan Veterinary Diets and Supplements. Ask your veterinarian if Purina Pro Plan Veterinary Diets and Supplements are right for your pets. 
While the Behavior Buzz podcast provides clinical insight into veterinary medicine and veterinary behavior, these statements are not intended to diagnose or treat a particular patient. If you have concerns about your pet, please contact your veterinarian or your nearest veterinary behaviorist.